Okay, so then... Okay, so where was I? Okay, so my three-part plan for my life and my life plan, what I created when I was in the, my later years of college... Mind you, this is part two of whatever because I turned my car off, so it's just whatever. I don't even know what's going on. But um, I decided my first thing I wanted to do was I wanted to find a man because I, I know that I'm a heterosexual woman. I know that I'm a Libra son. I know that I like relationships. I like partnerships. I like company. I like love and affection. I like nurturing and taking care of people. I like all of that. Everything that you has to do with a relationship, I like it. All right. I like checking on somebody. I like someone checking on me. Everything that has to do with the relationship, I like it. So I knew that that's what I wanted. So that was part one of my life plan. Part two was to get money. And mind you, if you look at part, if you listen to part one of this, I don't know what space I was in when I came up with this. I don't know who was talking to me. I don't know if I was meditating, sitting in the grass, if I'm procrastinating on a homework assignment. I don't even remember what I was doing. All I know is that at the bottom of my to-do list, These are the things that I knew I wanted for my life. I wanted to find a man. I wanted to give money. And in part three, I wanted to live life to the fullest. So now I'm reiterating just because this is a separate segment. But part one took a maximum of two years. I want to say it was probably like a year. And even some of that time wasn't even finding him. Because it maybe... For junior year, I'm just going to say it was like junior year in the spring because I feel like that's when I would be self-reflecting on my life because that's when I got kicked off the track team. So junior year in the spring, so that would be in the spring of 2017, around like March or April, right? And then the next fall, yeah, so that same year, so less than a year later, was when I'm traveling to Dallas for a volleyball tournament and that's when I knew where my husband was that's when I knew where my man was so it it didn't even take a year it didn't even take a year okay and so then the time in between was just a time where I had to find the logistics between um I don't think that was that year I think that was the next year no, it was that fall because that was my senior year. Whoa, yeah. Okay. So it was 2017. But I went to Dallas. Why am I thinking it's the springtime when I went to Dallas? Went to that tournament. But anyways, so it was 2017 when I went to Dallas. And that's when I was like, yeah, um... This is where my husband is. So then in the spring of 2018, when I'm thinking about what I want to do, I'm thinking of it from a perspective of it might have been in the spring of 2018. It really might have been. Either way, no more than a year later was when I located him. Okay. And so now it's just when I'm thinking of what I want to do with my degree, it's not so much just a wide, expansive whole world. It's like, I know I want to go to Dallas. I know I want to go to Dallas. And so I can I can filter, okay, which options are taking me to Dallas. And I decided on, on teaching. So I can look at which options are presented to me that are taking me to Dallas, okay? 
So then I get to Dallas. We arrive in June, mid-June. It was June 15th. And then... No more than three months after I've been in Dallas, I met him. I know it couldn't have been later than September when I met him because I got my car at the end of September and I did not have a car when I met him. I did not have a car when I met him because I met him at a club when I was taking an Uber with my friend or my roommate at the time. I called her my friend. Wow. And she was, I was trying to make her my friend at that time. That that was towards the end. So I know we moved in. It had to either be August or September. So it was either, it was either two or three months. Two or three months that I was in Dallas. That's how long it took me to find him. Two or three months. And yeah, that was my first time at that particular club. I wonder, did she find that place? Or did I? I think she probably did. But, um... Wow, I think she found the club. Or maybe, I don't know. Either way, either way, either way. I ended up there. And, um... So, I'm at this place. I'm not going to tell the whole story about how I met him. But, you know, so I meet him. And... I'm, like I said, I only have one ex-boyfriend. I only have, still, I only have one ex-boyfriend. I've only dated, officially dated one person in my life exclusively, okay? And I've I've had my hoes, and they all, like, you know, they all had their place. They all knew their place. I listened to my, I listened to my elders when they say you single until you not. And so, if one of them tried to be like, oh, who you talking to, this and this, I'm like, eh, I'm single. So, get the fuck out of here. And I didn't use that language back then, but you know. So, um, yeah, so I'm not used to actually liking people at all. I'm used to people getting on my nerves. I'm used to dudes being irritating. I'm used to dudes being disrespectful. I'm used to dudes being um, violators of boundaries. And so, for me to meet a person... And for me to fall, so like, okay, so check this out. So I have this podcast. It's anonymous, right? That's how I am. I like to keep my identity private because it's not that I'm ashamed of anything. It's that I can't say of anything because whatever. But it's not that I'm ashamed of certain things. It's that people react a certain way when they know things or when they think you're being fake or when they think you're switching up like you can hear it in a lot of the musical artists that a lot of them talk about i've been the same nothing changed you know i've been this way like a lot of them are saying that to where people who think they know them see them acting a certain way and think they changed and i'm just like i don't like to deal with that so you know especially when i'm talking about sex that's not how i was raised we didn't talk about that when I'm talking about emotions, that's not how I was raised. And so there's a lot of people, if I put my name, my government name to it, then they will hear it and they will feel some type of way. And then they're going to go to my aunts and uncles and mother and siblings of like, are you, are you checking on her? Because she seemed a little, you know, like if I'm mad, 
I'm mad in that moment. And as soon as I get it out, it's over. And so I don't want nobody checking on me. If I'm sad, if I'm crying, I'm sad in that moment. This is not going to last. That's just for that moment. If I'm happy, I'm happy in that moment. It's not going to last. And I don't like that part, but I accept it, okay? And so, um, and so, I need to hurry up. I need to wrap it up. Anyways, so basically, it took me maximum of three months once I was in Dallas to find him. And it's so funny how things orchestrate themselves because I'm in this building with this girl who I wanted to be my friend and that was the last straw. And then I realized that I wasn't feeling it. And it's just like we were there for a little hot minute, okay? But then it wasn't until I decided, I was like, all right, I'm going to make the most of this time. I spent money on an Uber. It's probably only a couple of dollars, but I spent money on an Uber to get here. I'm here now. So what can I do to make this enjoyable for me right now? Because that was the level I was in where I want to make every moment pleasant for me. Or at least try to, you know, see if it's possible. So then I start looking around and there's this part of me that's like, you know, you keep telling people you are a really good judge of character. You can find your people easily. So there's two stories inside and outside. Find the people. There's got to be at least one person in this bitch that you will vibe with. So I start looking around. I start looking around and I see this man dancing on stage. And then I lean over, even though I didn't really like my roommate at the time. I lean over and I was like, that's my type. And she was like, what? I'm just like, that's my type. And I left it at that. I ain't say nothing. I ain't think about him again. And as soon as I say that, when I tell you like five to ten minutes later, he's in my face. And I said, whoa. I said, whoa. And it scared me. It scared me. I felt comfortable talking about the fear I was experiencing because it was in the past. It scared me. I was like, what the fuck? And then I went into disbelief. That's because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know that I could really manifest things like that. Even though I knew I came to Dallas to find my husband. Even though I knew I said that that was my type. I didn't know. I didn't know how deep it went. I didn't know how deep it went. So... Now that he's in my face, now that everything that I'm asking for is in my face, I fucked up. I did. And I rejected him many, many a time. And I was thinking based on past experience that he was going to be the same as these other dudes to where they start really liking me. They start really wanting me. And I'm just like, "Mm, I don't want you like that. So then I got to cut him off. And so I'm trying to let him know what can I say to him to make him not want to talk to me. But it's not going to make him feel bad because I don't like making people feel bad. And I'm just like, what type of mental disease is that where... You say you want something, and then it comes to you, and then you push it away. And I, oh, I want to hold her so bad. That poor baby didn't even know. It's okay, though. 
But anyways, so I found him, okay, and some struggles happened. But now I moved to California where there's people who make so much money that they can pay $10,000 a month in their rent. They have apartments here that cost $10,000. There's fucking money in California. Don't let these bum-ass, broke-ass bitches who got six people to one room, <laughs> literally, and maybe four, but I feel like there's some place that has six, fool you into thinking that there's not enough wealth to go around. That's for California. That's for the world. There is enough wealth to go around. People just need to stop being stingy with it. Okay. And so... So now I'm here. And let me tell you, this is how I found it again. When I'm in California and I'm working on my to-do list because I feel like that's directly i hate to say it i feel like that's directly tied to me reaching my goals it's me attaining my completing my to-do list and i'm looking at them trying to consolidate them so i don't have to go to six different places i can just go to one or two and i'm saying at the bottom my plan and i'm just like what because i made this in 2017 or maybe 2018 it is 2020 it's two years ago i made this and I've never looked at it. I can't say I've never looked at it since. But it's been a long time since I look, looked at it. I forgot it was there. And so, for sure, I haven't looked at it since I met him. For sure, I haven't looked at it since I met him. Okay? So now I'm looking at this. It says, find a man, get money, live life to the fullest. And I'm just like, what? I was like, I found a man. And I was questioning our relationship. And I'm questioning why we are so far apart from each other. But we just, you know, we need to make our own shmoney gang together. So he can go ahead and get Dallas ready. And I can go ahead and get L.A. And then we're going to merge. We gonna, my plan, honestly, he wanted to be a billionaire. So we're going to hit that billionaire status. And then we about to dead it. <laughs> I want to kill it. I want to kill billionaires. And maybe if there's a way... That we can have billionaires without poverty, then I'ma allow it. Until I see that way, bitch, I'm killing it. I'm killing it. Now I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna stop until he reaches his goal. He said he wanted to be a billionaire. He better not try for no goddamn trillions. Speaking of trillions, I'm about to show up at Jeff Bezos' house, like dead ass. So, um Yeah. So I find this and I'm in awe of myself. Like, girl, who? are you i really have to wash my mouth because the things that i say just come true they come to pass all right so if you hear me getting on you for saying something or if you hear me getting on you for calling me crazy that's why because the more you call me crazy you trying to put that energy on me i don't want it i don't want it all right I don't want it. I don't want no parts of it. I want no parts of crazy. I like my sanity. I like my sound mind. I'm staying here. I'm staying here. I don't like having to fight these feelings and these demons of crazy trying to come to me because you're speaking shit on my name. Anyways, so there's that. And yeah, fuck my upbringing. Fuck them. Fuck them. I'm going to do what I want. I just want to be successful. He says, so you can be successful at something. And I feel like he thinks I'm not successful. 
he just he being patient right now so let me let me come with something i've been talking for a hot minute so now let me let me get inside do what i need to do i gotta be up early tomorrow to go to my job but then i get off early so that means i got time to do things Make some phone calls, talk to some friends. And I'm excited to have the stability, to have the security, and the confidence. That's what I was looking for. I'm excited to have the confidence to know that this period of my life, which I'm hoping to be a short period, is a period of getting money. And obviously, I'm going to continue in living life to the fullest, but in order to live life to the fullest, you need finances. I need financing. So I'm looking for financing options right now. My man's working on it. And I think it's nice to know that I, it doesn't have to come directly to me. I'm okay with it not coming directly to me. As long as it comes to me. Okay? So, I'm happy to know that I know where I am in my life. I'm focusing on getting money. Nothing else matters. So, of course, my needs, whatever I need to stay focused and to stay driven to get money... There is no motivation factor. I'm going to be motivated. It's just a matter of staying in a, a positive mindset. And that's different than being unmotivated because unmotivated is like, oh, I don't want to do this. Nah, nah, nah. No, a positive mindset is meaning that whatever stressors or whatever um, things try to bring me down, I'm not allowing that to bring me down. That's what I mean. To having that support system for the lows. So, like, you know, let's say the weight of my father gets heavy. Or let's say, you know, I just haven't had physical affection in a while. Let's say I haven't had good company in a while. Let's say I haven't really been talking to another human being in a while. Like, right now, I'm talking so much because it's been a long time since I really just talked to somebody. And it's really, it's a sickness. It's a sickness. Like, it is not healthy for me to keep things inside of me. And then to live in this world where people literally hate me and I feel like I got to... I got to watch my words and I can't say everything like I can't even speak on the on my phone on my own. Are you serious? You're listening to my phone conversations. You're looking at my text messages. You're in my DMs and my emails. You over here linking my accounts together. Why? Why would you do that? Why is that your business? Why do you care? Am I really affecting your life? I don't want you like, look, if you're going to be broke, that's going to be on you. All I'm saying is I want payment for all of the bullshit you put my ancestor through. Every job, my mother in laws all of it, I'm on, I'm on repayment. All the disrespect, all of the name calls, all of the denied loans, all of the denied job offers, all of it. I want repayment for all of that. All of the denied education. Don't just give money to people who don't know what the fuck to do with it and be like, yep, we did our job. No, bitch. No. No. Because until, until the income distribution, not income distribution, mm, now, until the wealth distribution is equal across all... Mm, I'm a little Mexican side of it. Until the wealth distribution is equal across Caucasians and African Americans, the immigrants, y'all got it. You knew what you was coming into. I'm sure you do experience some racism, so you're going to get a little boost, but I'm not going to say it needs to be equal, but it needs to be bumped up, all right? And that goes for Mexicans, too. This is your country, so we're going to bump you up over, even over the Africans, all right? But until that wealth distribution between the Caucasians and between the African Americans is equal, 
I'm not satisfied. That means you're not doing your job. That means you're not doing your job. You can't just give money to somebody. You got to give them financial literacy. You can't just give a job to somebody. You got to give them job skills, professional skills to hold that job, to be successful at that job. We need houses. We need land. And you can't just give somebody money and they, you can't just give somebody land and they have no money. Like, what the fuck am I going to do with fucking a piece of dirt or square in the earth and I'm hungry, bitch? I'm going to sell that shit so I can eat. Like, are you kidding me? So, um, so there's that. And so I'm just going to rest in the fact, I keep saying I'm going to wrap it up, but I'm just going to rest in the fact that I know, I know that I know that I know what my focus is on, what my focus is on this time in my life. Get to the bag. Get to the bag.